0: This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Let's take our Bibles to Matthew 24, please. Today is Pentecost Sunday. That should make you happy. I have news for you. Every day is Pentecost Sunday. How many of you actually believe we're living in the last days? Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you're wrong, regardless of your outlook. Because they said in the, on the day of Pentecost, Peter said, these are the last days. They have been. John said, John the Beloved in his epistle said, these are the last days. So we have been in the last days for 2,000 years. So I believe we're in the last of the last days. You say, that freaks me out. Well, it would do you well just to accept it. You'd be a little less shocked. Now, I want to touch on a few things tonight. I'm going to go a route that I typically don't go because I haven't had to go there uh, recently. But I have in the past. Our, Our nation needs Jesus right now. Our nation needs Jesus. we are walking through it. I don't remember a time like this, and I'm only twenty one years old I, I in this last twenty one years i no i'm not i'm I'm double that i'm forty two I think it's interesting that Corona means crown and that it's trying to steal glory from the Lord. On top of that, what happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd was completely demonic. Completely demonic. Evil to the core. The turbulence in the nations right now, this isn't just America. The The, the turbulence is demonic. The reason, well, one of the reasons I say we need Jesus so badly is because you don't know who you can believe. You know, Christians should be known for more than uh, which news network they watch. Are, Are you hearing me? It was said of the disciples in the book of Acts that they serve another king, one called Jesus. And so I believe in godly authority. I believe, I am so grateful for the wonderful, God-loving, servant-hearted law enforcement officials who have served us in the worst scenarios. We are dialing 911. And so right now, if opinions are not tethered to the love of Jesus, a lot of people are going to throw the baby out with the bathwater in either direction. My friend Ken Clater, who has been a dear friend for 10 years, he's an African-American pastor. He called me the other day, and I've been talking to leaders and been speaking to many of you students. And, and I want to thank you for the honor of just giving me that much time I think I was driving through Virginia on a Zoom call with many of you, hearing your hearts. But Ken brought something up that was beautiful. He said, There's one race, it's called the human race. That's what the Bible says. There's one. And so racism is just a form of that race attacking itself. What we're walking through right now is you mix and combine all of this, it's unparalleled. Fear is sweeping the nations. And that's why I say we need Jesus. We need something beyond theologies that talk about transforming cities. Because until the heart is transformed, men and women are wicked at the core. Wicked. Even unity, which I believe in, by the way, let me say this. I believe in unity. But even unity is subjective. I I said this to our staff in the back. Unity in and of itself means something different to everyone. In marriages, in the marital context, uh, we can be united as long as you do what I tell you to do. Right? Right? Or in the friendship context, we can be friends as long as we agree. And and, and our friendship is unity. But that's just control. If I can't walk, if I can't disagree and walk with you, then I'm trying to control you. Right? That's called an ultimatum. You either think the way I think or we're done. Now obviously there is a time for that. The scriptures teach that. Regarding uh, people who claim to be Christians for instance. And live a life of immorality. The Bible says don't even eat with them. Notice it doesn't say that regarding an unbeliever who lives in immorality. It does say that about the church though. Because God is so interested in the reputation of his bride. So the Lord says look. So that there's no confusion. The person who professes Christ and lives a life of immorality, that person you don't even go to Starbucks with. You're like, I don't like that. I didn't write that. It's there. Deal with it. It's there. But I'm not sure the church is celebrating what God celebrates. I'm just not sure we are. The church celebrates the guy that gets the most miracles. Heaven celebrates the guy that loves his enemy. Our revival culture celebrates the guy who can get the most specific word of knowledge. But Jesus celebrates washing the feet. Of someone who will betray you. We need Christianity again. (laughs) We don't need to be wizards. Do you think, and I, I feel like I've probably seen as many or more miracles either through our ministry or witnessed the way I grew up, just about as much as anyone. But do you think the Lord is up in heaven going... You did great there. Amazing power flowing through you there, Mike. Good job. That's not what impresses the Lord. But a soft heart will. This is the type of transformation that allows you to listen and grieve with those who are broken. it's got to transcend our politics in either direction. And only Jesus can do it. The thought, let me just be honest with you. The thought of me being or not being A dear friend of John Wilds, because he's black, is crazy to me. He's just John to me. We've been in the presence of God together. I don't think any of us are looking for something artificial. Right? Well, how do you keep it from being artificial? How do you actually step into this thing shifting and changing? You have to see Jesus in people. That's what Jesus said. If you do this for the least of these, you've done it unto me. So regardless of someone's skin color, how I treat them is a reflection. Or I should say, it's an invitation to treat Jesus a certain way. I feel like we all do need to come to the table. This isn't a this is not a teaching tonight on this but or on race or it did, but my heart it did break. I I've spoken to so many of my black friends and, and they were talking to me about the reality that they live with or that they've grown up with and it broke my heart. Sometimes the mountains seem so big, they seem so immovable. Because let's be honest, these conversations have been going on for a long time. I heard Bishop Jakes today, and he was talking about the fact that he was just so tired. Well, what's, why is he so tired? Because he's been wanting to see breakthrough and hasn't seen it, and it wears you down, Right? I'm not just saying it because it sounds catchy. We, we need Jesus badly. Because this is a mountain that only he can move. But it starts here. It doesn't start in boardrooms. It, it starts in kitchens and at dining room tables. You follow me? It doesn't start on panels. It doesn't start on, you know, did you post fast enough? Did you post the right way? Did you post quickly enough? That's not what Since when does social media fix an issue? This thing starts at a table in the presence of Jesus. When I met Daniel Kalenda, he looked me in the eye and said, I just need you to know I have an ulterior motive for being your friend. The first time we hung out, I go, great. It's a great great opener, man. (laughs) We were eating a pizza. Washed it down with a milkshake before the keto days. Before the any kind of nutrition days. I said, really, what's that? He goes, Jesus is my agenda. He said, I want to be in your life because I want to know Jesus. I want to walk with Jesus more lovingly and I want to see him change the world through our relationship. You take Jesus out of anything And it's boring and meaningless. Church is like the worst when Jesus isn't there. Right, Kathleen? It's the worst. Seriously. People are like, can you wait to to get back to church? I go, sort of. If the Lord's there, if he's not, I'm going to (laughs) stay in quarantine. That's really where my head is. Jess is walking in. She's like, "Yeah!" back and I do love y'all but I walk in and I go oh I love them Lord I hope you're here it's going to be a really bad time together (laughs) it's true if you don't know the Lord you forget the most beautiful vista you will you can look at the most gorgeous scenery it's so much better when Jesus is there it makes sense when Jesus is there the ocean makes sense the wind makes sense trees or more beautiful, walking alone through the forest, which I do—I love to do. drive I, I drive a little golf cart down this trail, and I'll sit there sometimes. It looks like the Jurassic Park video. But I sense the Lord in all of that. Why? Because of him. He has filled all things. So our job, our job is to turn the nations to Jesus. Now, when our brothers and sisters, in this case, it is the African-American community, when they are bleeding and broken, we break with them. We weep with them. If it doesn't move our heart, we are not as connected as we say we are. How many parents do I have? You have to ask yourself this question. Do I live with the reality in every area of life that my African-American brothers and sisters live with? Do I have the same cares and the same worries? The answer is probably not. That in and of itself should do something on the inside of us as a people who love each other. But the answer is not debate. The answer is lowliness and love. It takes humility to listen. Listening requires humility. Doing all the talking is merely expressing that what I have to say is more valuable than what you have to say. When, we, How many of you love talking to people who interrupt you? Jesse and I do that to each other all the time. It's not good. We need to get better at it. And all of you are like, I have never done that to my spouse. Of course you have. You did it today. Right? Ryan, you did it today. <laughs> Do you know why people don't like being interrupted? It's because the person is doing the, the interrupting is communicating without verbalizing it exactly. They're ver- this is what they're communicating. What I have to say is more important than what you have to say. What you have to say means nothing. In the moment, in the moment, what I have to say trumps what you have to say. So, humility says, Please speak. I don't know what I'm talking about. Those are the Jesus people. We listen. And so, more than ever, we need the presence of Jesus. In our city, because let me be real with you guys this isn't just happening. Over yonder. This is happening in Orlando. Just look at the news last night. What fixes all this? Jesus Himself. Jesus Himself. So we need to get back to the, I don't know, being Christian. What if every Jesus School student put a few bucks in their pocket every day to help the poor? That's what I do. I mean, if if you're going to be students here, I just need you to know that. I'm not saying it so that you can pat me on the back, but I do it. My kids will tell you when we get to an intersection... There are many intersections where that window's going down. And somebody's going to get blessed, and I'm going to tell them about Jesus. That's what we do. But I feel like we've gotten so into these things, and God is destroying it all. People ask me all the time are you in depression because you can't go to church? No. No, I'm not. Do you miss your students? A lot. Do you miss the church? I miss them. But I'm not in depression. Wait, you're still okay? I'm still great. I think some people got more busy on quarantine than before. And missed their opportunity. I am so sick of Zoom calls. Jess is like, what are you doing? You have like four scheduled. I stopped taking them. Ro will tell you. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. There's a few people if they called me, I'd do it. But I no, I'm not. I am not going to busy my soul when God is saying, breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph, what are you doing, buddy? You back in town? Oh, you just moved back. He's going to be, a second, year. Gonna be a second year. Oh, yay. Come on. you remember, how many of you played sports? How many of y'all started? Oh, about a third of the hands. About a third of the hands. Good job. All right. I'm not very familiar with the bench. <laughs> it was an ever review I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you weren't a starter, then just let's pretend you were. All right. So, You get in the game, it's the third or fourth quarter, coach says, "Uh, come have a seat. You need a break. You're not getting benched. But they would do this with Jordan, I don't know, what, like eight minutes into the fourth. He'd take the bench. And he'd drink his Gatorade. And he'd take a deep breath and then get in there and close the deal. What if while Jordan was supposed to be on the bench, Phil Jackson turns around, turns behind him, and Jordan's running bleachers. He's running sprints. And the, Phil would go, MJ, sit down. This You are missing the point of taking a break. And What actually happens is when he gets back in the game, he's more fatigued. Than when he came off the field. So Jesus talked about these moments. He said look. As children of the light. We should know the day and hour we're living in. So we are to discern seasons. As Jesus people. We need to pick up on what the Lord is doing with us. So I know not gathering was hard on many of you. And I know other people did gather. But just (laughs) in case some of you don't believe this, like these were real bullets. There is a real virus out there, and people are getting it. I know many of them. So get off some of the websites. It's real. Okay, so as a leader, we had to make decisions, okay? I mean, I can't even tell you about the domino effect of these decisions. Your children, who they go home with. How old the people are that you live with. School opening again in the fall. Being a part. Do you get it? Th- this is how we think. And so my job is ultimately beyond your spiritual uh, walk is to keep you safe. Right? So you, we have to discern when the Lord is saying, come into the house, put, the two, put blood on the two lintels and the doorpost and feast on the lamb." Because tonight I'm going to open the door and you're going to go somewhere you've never gone before. I'm about to deliver you from Egypt. Hear me prophetically tonight. There is a mass deliverance taking place. A mass deliverance. Hear me out. We are coming out of the world. I'm not talking about getting snatched up. I am talking about complete liberation. Because do you know what the Lord is doing right now? He is attempting to show His people how broken, how dark, and how demonized the system of the world really is. It has nothing for us. Nothing at all. Except good golf courses. We, we don't mix with it. What I mean by that is this system of the world, listen, is crumbling before your eyes. You say, how can you say that and smile? Because I serve another king. One named Jesus. Do you know... That your external surroundings have nothing to do with your internal joy. It takes a while to get there. I'm not saying that's easy, but it is our reality. Okay, I want you to think of this for a moment. Jesus said this, you ready? The kingdom of heaven. Let's go slow. The kingdom of heaven is inside of you. (laughs) What? Well, how big is that? What is the kingdom's potential? What are you able to do, God? What are you not able to do? What is available in you? All of that right here from your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. I think I've shared this quote with you before. St. Augustine said it. I spent my life trying to find him without only to discover he was within. <laughs> if you've really realize that there is no human or demon or dark force that can take this from you, you are indestructible. It's got to go from, this is what's going on at Jesus' image, to this. This is what I am experiencing right here. It's got to go from the atmosphere into you. It, let me say it this way, it has to become ours. If God blesses you with millions of dollars and you're shocked by His goodness and you're wondering why He would entrust trust you with it. You need to be convinced of the fact that if you lived in a studio apartment with a family of eight, that you would be equally as joyful. Did you understand what I'm saying? We need to be less connected to the world. I mean, if you want to be afraid right now, it is the perfect time. This is it. So here you go. I mean, have at it. If you want to be completely freaked out. This is the best time to do it. I mean, I mess with Johan and the guys, so we'll be in the studio, right? And we, we, we obey all the guidelines. But how many of you have been loving those tapings from the studio? That's all the team. They've been smashing it. And people, now we have a media ministry that I never thought we'd have. And we're able to turn it around so much quicker. And so the, the devil's losing. We're not reacting. God is, God is leading this thing. God is on the throne. But they'll bring me a a protein bar. So I'll make Ryan sanitize his hands. He brings me the protein bar. I sanitize my hands. But I don't know who touched the protein bar before he touched it. So I sanitize the wrapper. You know, you get a drink of water, I'm spraying it down. I mean, this thing can go a long way if you want it to. I know people who literally, I know someone who for weeks would not leave their room in the fetal position. Not an old woman. She's in her forties. Like forty-six years old, I think. Fetal position. Won't leave the room. I'm not I'm not dogging. I'm just saying. This can get as you can go as far as you want to go in this hour with being completely hopeless. So looking forward to the Lord's return is not escapism. It is our blessed hope. It's wonderful. So I want all of us to close our eyes right now. And I want you to say out loud. Jesus is coming back. Very soon. Say that again. Jesus is coming back. Very soon. soon. One more time. Jesus Jesus. is coming back back. very soon. soon. All right. Does that freak some of you out? Yeah, it does, some of you. (laughs) It used to freak me out. Do you know why and when it freaked me out the most? When I was the least connected to him. Paul Teske says it all the time. He said, the reason we don't raise some some dead people is because people go to heaven. They don't want to come back. And he said, he goes, if I ever die, he told me, don't you dare try to raise me. He told me that. He goes, don't try to raise me. I don't want to come back to this crazy place. Well, it makes sense. Heaven Has to become more real to us. Heaven. Saintliness. Needs to become part of our pursuit. The Lord just give me a U-turn. Oh, gosh, this is going to get good. It just shot through me. All right. Go to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 11, sorry, Hebrews 11, verse 13. Alright, guys. It's a scrimmage. You know what? You know how I get when I start seeing other verses near it. We just keep hitting rewind. Let's go to verse one. I'm telling you, you, better get ready. I feel the Lord. Are you ready? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Can I come down? I don't know what it does to the cameras. Can I? No? Can I come down, Johan? Yeah? This is the question. All right. Alright. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence, listen, listen, listen. Number one, faith is a substance. Faith is not a theory. It's a substance. Why is it a substance? Because God is a substance. God is. God is real. He is tangible. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. That's why when His presence manifests, your prayers are short. You strike like with this little dagger and everything starts happening. Because His presence is there. Faith is available. No formulas needed. You just, the Lord is there. Because He's there, faith is available. You connect with His face, faith and face. Simple declaration, things happen. That's where that old saying comes from. If you have 10 minutes to pray, worship for nine. Go through your prayer list for one. Become aware. Worship. He manifests his presence more. And then I speak and I hit hard and fast. And I know for a fact the Lord heard me. Well, how long, how many of you have gone through your prayer list? I have one. It's okay. I just got a new one. You want to know what's in it? No? Okay, you don't have to. You want to know what's in it? Not telling you. All right, gotcha. Try spending three hours with the Lord on a prayer list. You just get tired, right? The bulk of our time is ministering to the Lord. He manifests His presence, then we pray. And that's why Jesus said, We're not like the heathen. We don't use vain repetition, we don't have to try to get God's attention. Like the prophets of Baal. We don't need to do all these crazy things to get an answer. We minister to the Lord. He manifests. We speak. And we know our Father heard us. It's awesome. Faith is a substance. Faith is available in the substance of the Spirit. Now, it is also, listen carefully, the evidence of things not seen. Hold on a minute. Hold on. I thought the evidence is the miracle. If you can get this one, you'll walk on water. What I mean by that is you'll take risk and everyone around you will think you're nuts. Because your evidence is not the breakthrough. Your evidence is the presence of God. It's a substance. Let me say it again. Faith is a substance and it is the evidence. We've been trained to believe that the miracle is the evidence. No, that's not the evidence. His presence is the evidence. It is the evidence of things not seen. The presence of faith in my heart is the evidence that whom I believe in is really real. That's why God doesn't feel the need to perform for us. And that's why somebody with true faith has nothing to prove to another person. You know, like the one thing, if you have such a gift of healing or whatever, go into the hospital and clean out all the sick. Well, first of all, I don't work for you. Right? I work for God. I only do what I see Him do, number one. So somebody in true rest who's walking in true faith and awareness of God Performs for nobody because they already have the evidence they don't need to do it to get a brownie point. They're at rest now, many of you learned that in first year, man, some of you all came into first year like aliens, <laughs> like aliens. <laughs> I can't tell you how many staff meetings we have, like you think that was God? I'm not sure, I don't think so, no. Well, maybe it was. Okay, we don't know. We'll let it ride for a little bit. <laughs> and then I watched a deep rest following you guys. Now, I don't ever want to take out the passion and the red revival button in this environment. I love what Bill says. He has never heard of a single revival end because of too much passion. What I don't want to be is the frozen chosen here. Who are balanced. That will never be allowed. Lord have mercy. Don't ever let us be that. We always want to have that red revival button in our environment, in our culture. If God, you move. We hit the button and the whole thing is canceled. Have your way. Do you follow me? We can't lose that. But what I did watch is a lot of the performance burn in the fire of rest in your life. Some of y'all came in like, wow, wow, whoa, straight through the door, like first day. I'm like, man, we haven't even started yet, wow, whoa, so good. Even when it wasn't so good, I'd be like, man, that that wasn't that good. Come on, and I hadn't even started. You know what I mean? You know? I'm like, man, I wonder if Jesus was doing that. Come on! But I don't know how it got on us. And it's not so good. It's so good. It's it, I don't know how we inherit all this stuff. Really. But you don't see us like flogging you, penalizing you, making you clean the coffee cart. Nobody's doing that. What are we doing? We're letting you get in. You come into the presence and all of a sudden you realize, oh, I have him. I have everything I need. I don't need to do some of that to get a brownie point. He died for me. I'm a citizen of another place. He's watching me. He's looking at me. He's counting the hairs on my head. The ones that turn gray, I tell everyone, you either have traitors or deserters. He knows about all of them. <laughs> He's in love with you. You following me? He's in love with you. Therefore, you have nothing to prove to me. Now, if that turns into pride, then you bit another lure. But the point is, is this rest, faith, this substance is an actual evidence. It means I don't have to create an outcome to believe God is real. So, so, so let me tell you how this works for me personally. There are times where I walk up to somebody, let's say they're in a wheelchair, or they're sick. The Lord's moving through me. And I know that I know they're getting healed. Now that doesn't happen every time, but there are moments where I know that I know. And I've learned, and I'm still learning, but I've learned that that presence... That spirit of faith is the evidence. And I know they're getting out. It's almost like I've been there before. It's like, and I'm not preaching some word déjà vu thing. I'm not doing that. But I'm saying it's like I am so certain that God is going to do it. That's the evidence. So I listen, I want you to be more cognizant of his presence And the pressure that's on you to get a breakthrough. It's that presence that is proof that you have the breakthrough. Some of you got it. Now let's keep going. Can I have a little more time? By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, the visible came out of the invisible through the speaking of the Lord. All right, here we go. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, that through it he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not see death and was not found because God... (laughs) Had taken him. How would you like that on your resume? For before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he. Talk to me. Come on this is a Jesus school class. That he and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He who comes to God must believe that he is. That's why I tell you, don't go to prayer. Go to Jesus. Are you with me? That's why those little shifts. You know, my father-in-law used to tell us the story of how he'd listen to Catherine Kuhlman. And I think she was on an AM station. And he could barely pick it up in Toronto. She was down in Pittsburgh. But if he held the knob just right... He could just hold the knob just right. Some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. But they existed, I promise. If he could hold the knob just right, he'd pick up the signal and he could hear Catherine. It's the slightest shifts. It's one degree in the other direction that causes you to hear and see what the Lord is doing. So when I say go to Jesus, don't go to prayer, what I'm trying to do is get your mind, your soul off of the habit and the mechanism and to awaken your heart to presence. That was really good. Even if you didn't like it. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness It was according to faith. What if God told you to build a boat and there had never been one. Or what if he said there's this thing coming called rain? It's never happened. But it's going to happen. That would be a pretty wild assignment. Noah grabbed it by faith. Listen. By faith, Abraham, and I'm talking about this because we are, we are walking in an exodus. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. God didn't tell Abraham where he was going. He just said, get up and go. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country. Listen carefully. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob and heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham obeyed God and found the strength to go to a foreign land because he knew of another city. I, I, gosh, I hope you're getting this. What would y'all drink? Benadryl? Listen. This... NyQuil, melatonin, Kava Kava. What did y'all do? Listen. If you aim for the stars and miss, you still take the mountains. If your heart is in heaven, you will conquer the land. If your heart's in the land you'll see giants. That's where your heart is. If I never get invited to preach anywhere again, I'm good. I don't need a stadium. I'm good. I'd miss it, but I'm good because I have him who's everything. <laughs> You have him who is everything. So what can this world take from you? You know, sometimes we call pruning an attack from the devil. That's what we do. Someone came to me. "Ah, Babe. Oh, it was you, obviously. (laughs) Ah, 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 that's awesome (laughs) I'm so bad at that clearly it had to be Jess (laughs) babe we gotta meet why we got to tell me why babe what if what if they don't come back? But, and I go, uh, then they don't come back. But I said, babe, if God called them, what does the frequency of the meeting have to do with it? Do you really want to run with people and call it covenant? If they leave because you haven't been meeting for a few months? is Was that the fabric of the early church? I told Jess, I said, babe, if we end up at the Hampton Inn with the presence of Jesus, we're good. You say, but what are you doing right now? Don't You're not running us off. No, I'm not running you off. I'm just telling you, you can be that free. Many of you are going to lead ministries and movements. If you become a slave to what the world calls success, you're going to jump on a hamster wheel. And it's going to fatigue you and enslave you. You'll never be free. And you'll only be happy if there are enough people in the room. I know all y'all, y'all think I'm nuts, but I miss St. Andrews. And you're like, it was freezing in there. I know. It was cold. And I love where we're at now. But I I don't love it now anymore because there's more people there. Do you understand? So if I'm meeting, I have Jesus. If I'm not meeting, I have Jesus. If people betray you, you have Jesus. If people speak... Ill of you, you have Jesus. If people love you, you have Jesus. And the same, listen, if the fuel of your encouragement is the elevation that comes from people, those same people can tear you down. We are a people of presence. The win is Him. If He's there, it was good. If He's not, it was bad. That's deep theology. If he's there, it's good. If he's not, it's bad. This is how you live free. Now what you don't want to do is run people off with a bad attitude and call it God. But I'm telling you, if some of you go to the mission field, which I know many of you will. Your success is not based on how big your budget is. And how many people you get saved. That's God's job. Your job is fidelity, first love, authenticity, a heart that's looking unto Him. That's your job. And if you pull that off, I promise you, you won't have nets big enough to catch all the fish. The Lord told this to me He said, You build with purity, and I will add. Your job is, is is purity. My job is multiplication and addition. What time is it? All right, give me 10 more. It's been a while, sorry. <laughs> Let me say that again. When God blesses you, something happens you bear fruit and this is what Jesus said to him who bears fruit this is what happens God comes the vine dresser and prunes the branches so it's not demonic attack all the time sometimes it's just the shears of the Lord let him tend to your vine let him simplify your life what did we learn through this last three months World economies can shift in a day. In a day. I love how Dan says it. He says it's like balancing a bowling ball on a safety pin. All the effort. And in one moment that thing can topple. How about church and what it is and what it isn't? Okay. Successful church are a lot of people in the room. Well, those are gone. Yeah. Well, they have been for a while. So what does that mean? Does that mean that the church now is unsuccessful? I heard of a of a pastor who has a movement, thirty-five of his churches lost their buildings. It's horrible. It's horrible. In a moment. Th- 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 I've heard some people say, this is a bump in the road. This is not a bump in the road. The entire world shut down. It's like, I, I think the Lord goes, gosh, you guys, man, nothing gets your attention. <laughs> a bump in the road? Okay. I mean, did you drive through downtown Orlando like a month and a half ago? thought there was nobody there. Six people on a flight from Orlando to LAX a month and a half ago. Six That's not a bump in the road. That's reality. That's happening. What is God wanting to... God didn't bring it, but what is God trying to birth in us? A simple devotion of the Lord. For the first time, parents have had the time, hopefully, to be with their kids around the world. To some people that's been brutal... And scary, I understand. Because, no. I mean, there's some whack things going on in in houses. And it's, it's like abuse and all of that. It's, it, it's gone up. I think alcoholism has gone up 300%. Porn has gone up five or six times. So I'm not, I, that's, that's genuine pain. At the same time, the Lord has given an opportunity for us to spend time with him again. But what if we didn't because we were on Zoom? What, what if we didn't because we were, we were on a device? <laughs> what if we didn't because we scheduled six Instagram lives in a day? I don't know about you, but I think the church praying and spending, imagine if millions of people would have taken this time to spend hours a day with God. Which do you think would have shifted culture, that or doing six Instagram lives a day? It is true. It's very true, babe. All right, let me read this resume here, this hall of fame. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, poor Abraham. (laughs) Speaking of his ability to procreate, as good as dead. (laughs) May it never be said of any of the men in this movement, as good as dead. We're born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, listen, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, ooh, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly If they had called to mind that country from which they came out, they would have the opportunity to return. But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. You have a homeland. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. Let me go through all of these. By faith, verse 20, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter, listen to this one, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God, this is verse 25, than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, help me there Joel, esteeming the reproach of Christ, very softly buddy, the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, wait I thought Moses was before Jesus, Moses knew Jesus. He chose the reproach, the sufferings of Jesus, more than the treasures in Egypt. We need Jesus. We don't need Egypt. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. <laughs> by faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Verse 29, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea. Verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down, verse 31. By faith, Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe, verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, who through faith, are you ready for this? This is where I wanted to get. By faith, subdued kingdoms. What? What? You mean by faith filled a building? No. I mean by faith, these holy men and women of God subdued nations. By faith, subdued kingdoms. I know some kingdoms that need to be subdued. Our nation needs to be subdued. But you can't fix this land if your heart is connected to this land. Your heart needs to be lifted to another land. When your heart's lifted to that land, you broker the presence of that land into this land. You are in but not of. You are not citizens of the world system. You are citizens of heaven. We are passing through. Jesus is coming back. He really is. If that's not true, then neither is Christmas. If that's not true, then neither is, is, is Easter. Jesus is returning. The sky will really part, and a man, a man will come who is all God and all man and descend into the holy city and rule and reign from Jerusalem. This is real. This is really real. And you will live forever with him. Listen carefully. The moment your eyes close, the Bible says you'll be present with the Lord. You have nothing to fear. Don't you understand that that's the reason Jesus conquered death? The reason he conquered death is so you would fear nothing. Not the only reason, but it's one of the benefits of his conquering of death. I said this the other night on the live stream. You're not afraid to ride in a car, you're afraid to die. You're not afraid of, afraid of turbulence, you're afraid to die. You're not afraid of a plane, you're afraid to die. You're not afraid of heights, you're afraid to die. Well, Jesus conquered death so that you would fear nothing. Do you understand that you don't die? You sleep. Never. You don't see the scriptures pointing, or well, they do a couple times, but rarely in the New Testament. Do you hear the scriptures speak of the passing away of brothers and sisters in the Lord as death. They're referred to as sleeping. Don't you remember Jesus and Lazarus? Jesus said, Lazarus sleeps. The disciples said, oh, well if he sleeps he'll be better. And he goes, no, no, gosh, whatever. I'll help you out. He died, okay? (laughs) He's dead. But I'm going to go wake him up. Remember when When that little girl, when Jesus is walking through the villages and they're touching him. And Jairus' daughter is in her house. And he said, she's just sleeping. And they ridiculed him. Because Jesus doesn't look at it the way the world does. The moment our eyes close, we are in the presence of the Lord. What can the world take from you? Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Paul said, I want to go to heaven, but I think it's best for you that I stay around for a little bit. Why am I talking about this? Because fear is running rampant. What's the worst that could happen? That you go be with Jesus? (laughs) Would it be that bad? Do you know if you got locked up in a jail cell for preaching Jesus, you could still close your eyes and he'd be right there. Right there. You close your eyes, just give a little time, and you'd become aware of his presence. That jail cell would turn into heaven. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Jesus, I thank you. Why don't you stand? Come on, stand. I'm going to pray a prayer. It's going to sound like it has nothing to do with Pentecost, but it requires Pentecost to have it. Holy Spirit, lift our hearts to the throne of Jesus. Let this be a heavenly season, a season where heaven is more real to us than the earth. And we do pray, Father, for our city and for our nation, we ask, Lord Jesus, for your presence, for your love, for your power, for your truth to prevail. Save America. Come on, I need you to agree with me. Because a a large portion of our calling as a ministry is to America. So I need you in the pocket here. Father, save America. I want you to begin praying. Save our city. Come on, pray. You know how to pray. Father, save, save, save the broken protect, keep in the name of Jesus. Let the fear of man die. Let the awareness of Jesus be everything. Father, let a move of the Holy Spirit blow through our land. And we rebuke the powers that have come to disrupt and Bring turbulence to the nations of the world, Lord. In Jesus' name, we plead the blood. We plead the blood. We plead the blood over America, over Orlando, over Florida, over our homes. Come on, you all need to pray. Over our homes, protect. Protect, Lord, our neighborhoods. Protect the victims, Lord. Protect our officials. Protect our Leaders, in the name of Jesus, Lord, protect the broken and the hurting right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Let a move of the Holy Spirit sweep the land. Let a great harvest of souls sweep the land. we declare out loud by faith that stadiums will fill throughout the land and that homes will be filled with the presence of God, that black and white, that brown, Lord, that every, every, every skin color will worship Jesus together, that there would be great truth that You would expose lies and and let the love of God flow at the same time. I pray Lord for our students here. Let a second, let another Pentecost come. Let a deeper baptism come. Let a wave of the Holy Spirit come to this movement, to this ministry Lord, to this church. Let a wave of the Holy Ghost come in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray for deeper baptisms in the Spirit. I pray for new new encounters with you, Holy Spirit. Begin to move in Jesus' name. Begin tonight. Let the fire of God fall again. Jesus, by faith, Lord, by faith we receive your word tonight. And we declare out loud with our voices that Jesus' image will burn with holy fire. That the Jesus School students will burn. That they will burn. Lord, that as, as Noah came off the ark and offered burnt offerings and baptized the earth in blood, I pray that as these students get off the ark, as our church family comes off the ark and the doors open again and life begins again, that the, that the earth would be baptized in the redeeming work of the gospel, the blood of Jesus. Let the nets be cast. I'm telling you right now, the Lord's moving. Let the nets be cast in Jesus' name. Let hearts burn in this room in the name of Jesus. Let unity around and in your presence be birthed here. Let Jesus' image be a model. Let it be a place where hatred dies. Forgive us. Forgive our land. Forgive our ways. Forgive our, our short-sightedness. Forget our, forgive our demonic mindsets, the mindsets of men. Teach us to love. Raise up, raise up good Samaritans in this house. Let religion never reign here as the Levite. And the priest walked by that hurting person who'd been robbed and brutalized. But the Samaritans stopped. Bring us back to simple discipleship. Simple devotion to Jesus. People who pour oil and wine on the hurting. Bring them. Bring the wounded. Bring the abused. Bring the raped. Bring those who've been robbed from. Those who've lost trust broken marriages, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray they'd step into Your presence and feel the arms of Jesus. Do it. Birth it in our students now. Let Your fire fall on them in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, let a wave of Pentecost flow through them. Father, we want to be Your harvest. We want to be your harvest. We want to be this offering unto you, our lives. You're not looking for superstars. You're looking for lovers, Lord. You're looking for the simple, for the devoted. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come and fall on your people. They need your strength. We need your strength. We need your wind again. We need the city to be a city set on a hill. We need the light of God to shine. We need darkness to be cast out in Jesus' name. Father, let leaders come together in this city. Let different denominations, different backgrounds, let leaders come together in this city, I pray. And give us the wisdom to see it happen. Let your presence be paramount. Let agendas die. Let your presence be paramount and let agendas die. Let your presence be paramount. Let agendas die. Father, I pray you'd strike tonight with the with the word of the Lord. You'd strike tonight. Political agendas, political spirits. That you'd strike that, Lord. It causes us to use people as a stepping stone. No oh, Lord Jesus, let your kingdom reign. Let this be the hour of King Jesus ruling and reigning with His might, with His glory, with His majesty. Come, 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 come. We need you. We need you to do it. We need you to fan the flame. We need you to move in power. Start here and start with these students, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Worthy are you, Lord, full of glory of honor and majesty, you are a mighty God and you will have the nations as your inheritance. You will have Orlando. The nations will come to Orlando. They will come to Orlando. You are bigger than any virus. You are bigger than hatred. In Jesus' name, we prophesy that the nations will descend on this city and this city will be like a pool, the pool of Bethesda. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Start with us. We repent of walking by the broken and seeming spiritual. Seeming spiritual. I pray that this student body would be more united than any student body on earth, that this church would be the most united church on the earth, that you would bring us together. Your presence would be the glue. I pray, Lord, that when people are in pain in this house that we'd weep together, that we'd rejoice together. Lord, I pray that somehow you'd put religion on the altar tonight and just burn it up. Burn it up. Burn it all up, Lord. Make us true. Make us true. Make us real. Let the love of God live with us precious presence, your loving presence dwelling with us. I pray that people would come and they'd say, I feel the love of Jesus here. Father, I pray they'd see the love of Jesus in the eyes of these students, in the countenance of these students, in the songs we sing. by faith tonight, I declare that kingdoms will be subdued. There is another king. There is another king. There is another king. I want you to give the Lord permission. Listen, I... I, I. This might be hard, but you'll need it, trust me, and it will bless you. Give the Lord permission to prune your life. Just just, just do it. It's painful, but you'll bear more fruit. Lord, we need grace for this one. Prune us. We have no model but you. No eye has seen, ear, heard, mind conceived have in store. We want to be holy, children of light, children of your presence. Prune us, Lord. Throw away every dead branch in our lives and let them burn tonight. Praise Someone hurt their left hand, or you have a pain in your left hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, Cheryl, you can just put your hand on his on his hand there. Yeah, Cheryl, right there. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, thank you for healing, for your healing power, for your healing power. Father, come on, lift your heads again. I'm sorry, but this is this matters. Father, in Jesus' name. Make us true, true Christians. Meek, humble, lowly, poor in spirit. Form us into your image. Live in and through us. Destroy division here. Destroy it. Destroy it. Make it illegal. Make gossip illegal. Let your glorious light flood our hearts. Illegal. Make hard hearts illegal. Make stiff necks illegal. Make pride illegal. Let, foot, wa- let foot, wa- foot washing be the the norm here. Let generosity be the norm here. Let turning the other cheek be the norm here. Let blessing those who persecute us be the norm here. Let speaking kindly of those who speak against us be the norm here. Make us like Jesus, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, beyond some fire, you long to do this more. Light a fire in our hearts and mold us and shape us. In Jesus' name. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever.